Bada bing, bada bam. Welcome to this week's episode of Baking a Mystery. I'm your host, Stephanie Sue. God, that's so weird doing it on camera. That sounds like a rotten mango intro. Welcome to this week's podcast. Okay, here's what's going on. If you guys are watching the visuals on YouTube or Spotify, I'm making puff pastries. Wait, no, I'm not. I'm making mini croissants with puff pastries. I saw this on TikTok years ago. I think this was like quarantine vibes, maybe like six months ago. But and how many? Yeah, I'm gonna make like a hundred. No, like how many? Oh, how many? So many, like the size of bite-sized cereal. Right, uh, show me. Oh, like this small, this small. I'm so excited. What? I genuinely thought that I could never do this because I don't even know how to make a normal croissant from scratch. Turns out a lot of people just use croissant dough, like a croissant, you know, one of those Fillsbury, or they use puff pastry. So now I can do it in an easy way. I'm gonna make a bajillion. I'm gonna make 2,000 of them. I'm gonna sell croissant cereal from now on. Welcome, welcome. Let's talk about the future. What do you think the future looks like? What do you envision it? Do you think money's still around? I feel like that's a hot topic right now with inflation and whatever else is going on out there, right? Crypto? Yeah, with crypto. Do you think money's around or do you think it's like Bitcoin? I think, yeah. um, uh -huh. I think crypto is taking over. Okay. <laughs> well, we know who's put some money in crypto, don't we? To the moon. <laughs> to the moon. Yeah, forget Luna. That was nothing. <laughs> He doesn't uh, find any of this funny, so. Okay, so you think it's gonna be some sort of digital transaction? It's yeah, gonna be for some sure. sort of non paper material. Yeah, for it's sure. It's not even gonna be a credit card, it's just gonna be a series of numbers of bandwidth. Listen, I know nothing about crypto. Hold on, let me just open up this little. I'm also gonna do mini ham and cheese croissants. They're not gonna be as mini as the croissant cereal. But they're gonna be pretty freaking mini. It's gonna be so cute. Well, In Time is a movie that's about the future and it kind of changes, it flops everything on its head. You know how right now, if you go to work, you get paid in money, you get paid in dollars. Wow, I'm holding my breath. You know how you get paid in money and then everything you have to pay for in money, right? Like you gotta pay for your electricity bill, your rent. Well, in the future, None of that exists. Money is no longer a thing. There's no US dollar, there's no Euro, there's no pound, nothing. Let me try rolling this real quick. Oh no. Oh, no. Um, kind of, yeah. Ta-da! Hey, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do like a thousand. So as of right now, the year is 2022. Um, hello future people if you're watching this. Hi, I'm probably dead by now, but like welcome to my podcast. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Right now, everything is done with money. Money makes the world go round. It's an unfortunate reality, but it's the truth. If every time you go to work, you get paid in money, whether that be US dollars, maybe it's uh, euros, maybe it's pounds, maybe it's renminbi, right? But you get paid in a certain currency and you use that currency and you start giving it away to people. You give it to your landlord, you give it to your electricity people, you give it to the grocery store. But in the future, things have changed. There's not even time to think about how it's changed or what went wrong or even try to go back and fix it. There's just no time for any of that. It is kind of what it is. So now, instead of dying, whenever you do die, right, you actually stop genetically aging at the age of 25. Everybody stops aging at the age of 25, but you are only given one year after that to live. So you're thinking, okay, the whole world dies at 26 years old? Well, not exactly. Technically, you can live forever because time is now currency. 
You、mm. stop aging at twenty-five. Time is literally, quite literally, money. You can earn time, spend time like you would money, and that means the rich can do and live forever. And the rest of us, we, you just hope that you wake up with more time than hours in a day every single morning. So how do you know that your time is up? Do you just, you know, twenty-six years old? Birthday rolls around, embarrassing. You're getting sung "Happy Birthday" at Olive Garden with a cake in front of you, and your face just falls straight into the cake. Is that what <laughs> happens? And everyone around you, your loved ones, look at each other awkwardly, like, "Oh my God, did she run out of time? That's crazy, right?" No, you have a glowing green number on your wrist. Most likely, it's been implanted by a chip. You can see precisely how many years. No, you can see precisely how many years, days, hours, and if you're really unlucky, you can see how many minutes and seconds of time you have left. That's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, but this is like not what you want, okay? So welcome to the year twenty one sixty nine. It's only a scary one hundred and forty seven years till this might become our reality. Well, I guess not, since we'll be dead. But like our future generations will, this will be their life. The first thing that people had to do in this year was to, you know, get adjusted to meeting parents. Because think about it. You're 23. You're meeting your fiance's parents, maybe even their grandparents, but they all look 25 years old、mm, because、cool. you stop aging at 25. But don't you just kind of date around then? And that seems to be the like. Do you think if humans were immortal, but then age makes then age makes no difference、mm-hmm. when they all look or they're actually. I guess they all look 25, right? Yes, but that's like the thing with Cersei. Remember, he was very upset that she was hundreds of years old, even though she genuinely looked like she was twenty-five because she was a goddess. Well,、uh, she was like the daughter of a titan. Yeah. So why does it matter if someone's one fifty versus、yeah. someone's two hundred? I don't know. It all becomes the same. Exactly. Yeah. But it seems like some people care.、Mm. Yeah. Would you guys care? I don't think I would care. Because you look the same, right? Yeah. But then maybe you just have so much more life experience; it's hard to relate. I don't know. It's weird, right? I don't、and、know.、It's... Vampire Diaries has taught me that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever actually matures past the age of eighteen. Okay. <laughs> everybody mature level wise stays the same. So this is not to say that everybody uses vats and vats of La Mer. It's just the fact that they look twenty five because, like I said, they genetically stop aging by the time that they're twenty five, and they just start buying. Time. So the main movie centers around a guy named Will Salas and his mom Rachel Salas. His mom is not so lucky, and neither is Will. They were born in one of the worst time zones. So now in the future, everything is divvied up into time zones. You know how we have cities here. So we've got Los Angeles, we've got New York, right? But in the future, it's kind of like the Hunger Games, where every time zone has a different feel to it. Whereas if you go to New York City, you'll see a lot of Wealthy people, and then around the corner, you'll see a lot of not so wealthy people. But in this world, the wealthiest are in time zone one, which is New Greenwich, and then the poorest are in time zone eight, nine, ten. And this is like what they call the G H E T T O. I don't think I'm supposed to say that, but they use that word a lot in this movie. It's like ten years old. Okay, that's where he was born. They don't have grandparents and grandparents just buying time. In fact, they're barely keeping up with their own time. So you're saying time is currency? Time is literally currency. Then how do you buy time? Oh, you gotta work for time. You get paid in time. You、uh, get paid in minutes. 
Okay. Instead of dollars, you get paid in minutes. So the wealthy people just means they can live a long time. Yeah. They have a lot of time. Yeah. Some of them have millions of days. Some of them have millions of years. Oof. So being a millionaire in the future is having. You can live forever. Yes. Oh. It's fascinating, right? So Rachel, the mom, she obviously looks 25, but she's actually 50. In fact, when the movie starts off, it's her 50th birthday. But there is no time for any celebration of any sort. Her arm tells her that she has three days left, but they owe half of that in rent. In electric, and they still need to pay off their loan. So when you're thinking loan again, you're like, okay, pay off money? No, pay off time. She borrowed time from the bank, and she needs to pay it back plus interest. Oh my gosh! But it's not like Will, her son, can give her time because he works at a factory, and he woke up with just one day on his arm. They're paycheck to paycheck in the most tense situation. This movie, honestly. Brings a lot of questions up, and I think it's fascinating, and we'll talk about all of that. So yeah, times are really tense. You know, it's not even about oh, if I don't do this, if I don't show up to work, I'm not going to be without a home. I'm going to get evicted. No, you will literally die the minute, the second that you run out of time. And what's fascinating is that you think it's a little bit different from real life, but I think the pressure is the same for people. Yeah. Like, what's the difference between this and people who are living paycheck to paycheck right now with money? It's the same thing, right? Anyway, grim reality. Will and Rachel are all too familiar with this. And Rachel and Will—they're getting ready for work. She tells her son, "I won't be home tonight. I have two days in the garment district. I'm going to be working nonstop. I need to pay off that loan, and I won't have much time after that. So meet me at the bus stop." It's almost like she's arranging to see her son before she ends up dying. What? Yeah, and even with no time on her wrist, she says, "Wait, Will, before you go, let me give you thirty minutes, so at least you can buy a decent lunch. Because again, remember, everything is bought with time. So the way that they transfer money between person to person is, let's say on your left hand you have the green numbers, you clasp right hands together, and I don't know how it works. Wait, I guess it's you, you hold each other's right wrist,、uh... and you can transfer time. And I guess it's like a I don't know if there's like a chip in your head. There's some sort of agreement where this is done.、Mm, okay. So she gives him 30 minutes of her time, and it sounds like she's taking time out of her schedule to meet with him for lunch. But no, she's literally giving him her time to live. It's kind、Dang. of scary. Yeah.、Dang. So you watch the 30 minutes drain from her wrist, and it's it's kind of anxiety-inducing. Not gonna lie, and it goes straight into Will's, and he promises her that when they're done with the next two days of work, they're gonna celebrate her 50th birthday. He promises her that much. So when I tell you time is money, I mean it literally. There's no money anymore. If you want to pay for someone's services, if you want to donate, if you want to sell something. Everything is done with time. There are these metal readers. They're almost like scanners. Like think of a credit card scanner, but it's very portable. Sometimes there's minutes inside of it. So if you go to a bank, they're not opening up a cash register. They're just grabbing these pre-filled time scanners and putting it up to your wrist and depositing time into your body. Jeez. If you want to buy something from your local bakery, they have a scanner that will take your time. It's kind of crazy, okay? So now, when someone's asking for change on the street, instead of saying "you got a dollar," it's "do you have a minute?" And、oh、they don't want to talk about Jesus Christ, okay? They literally want a minute of your time. 
The premise is very interesting. Okay, I feel like there's two initial feelings when you hear about a movie like this. The first is, wait, isn't this already happening? Just replace time with money. And then the second thing is, what what would you do if you could just see time going down? I wonder if it'll make me realize that some things are wasting time, some things are not worth the time, because time is literally your life. Yeah. But then again, what's the difference between now and then, right? Yeah. And the price of things always is changing. It's kind of like inflation. For example, coffee was three minutes yesterday, and Will goes to his little coffee shop and finds out that it's four minutes today. That's crazy. See, you have to spend four minutes to get a coffee. Yeah. And then you gotta spend another four minutes to drink it. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Then That's I'm like, wow. I don't even want to drink coffee anymore.、Mm -hmm. Just give me a shot of espresso. You know, like I'm not here to enjoy my coffee. Yeah, I had to put some of the puff pastry into the freezer because when it starts getting soft, it starts sticking, and it's very difficult to make these crescent shapes. Anyways, there is such a thing as time inflation. I don't know how it works, but it does, and it's a bitch. So Will spends his time working in a factory, creating the exact machines that are used to scan people's time. So imagine that he's working on those square machines, some sort of like point. POS system, right? The ones at the iPads with the boba shops, and they ask you for a freaking fat tip, and you're like, "Am I supposed to be tipping at this establishment?" And you just stand there awkwardly. That's what he's making in this factory. Anyway, after every single workday, everybody scans their wrist, and they are deposited more time. This is how they get paid for their day in the factory for the work that they've done. And after work, Will decides to stop by a bar. This is where all of his old drinking buddies are, and they're spending their time gambling, which Will just does not have time for. Literally, he came looking for a friend because he's on a mission. He can't just be hanging out. He needs to find out how to buy more time for his mom. Literally, she's about to die. But the friend that he comes for is drunk out of his mind. His name is Bo, and Will is confused. Like, hey. Bo, what are you doing? Don't you got a kid at home? Like, what's going on? Why are you wasting your time drinking? Bo's like, oh my god, how are you? You see that guy over there? The guy in the suit? He's been buying drinks for free for all of us. He's got a fucking century. It's insane. I've never seen a century in my.、Jeez. I don't even think I've seen more than a month on somebody's wrist. And the fact that everybody has their number on the wrist—it's terrifying. Yeah, it's like yes, your whole net、kill. worth, your whole life、yeah. is there. People will kill for a month in certain parts of this town. Wow. Now, can you rob someone? Yeah. You could. Yeah.、Wow. You just force them down and drain the time out of their right hand.、Oh, that's scary. Very scary. So、um, Will curiously he looks over at this guy and he sees a young man, of course, you know, because he looks twenty-five, sitting at the bar with two girls on his side, right? Because time is money. He's got over a hundred years on his wrist, and he's not even trying to hide it. So in this movie, particularly because everybody has time on their wrist, most upper-class women wear long gloves.、Mm. Everybody wears long sleeves.、Okay. Nobody wants to show off their time. Now there is a creepy-looking dude just staring. At Henry, the rich guy, right behind the rich guy, and Will notices this. And this guy looks like he's up to no good. He's staring at the rich guy as if he's got some dirty little thoughts in his mind to steal his time. So Will is maintaining eye contact with him and decides, you know what? I'm gonna be a good person. He walks up to Henry, the rich guy, and he tells him, "Hey, I think you need to get out of here. They're gonna rob you. They're gonna wipe your clock clean." 
Henry thinks it's about how many drinks he's been buying for the club. And he's like, nah, they're not, these drinks are nothing. No, you don't get it. You don't even know what part of town you're in. They're gonna steal all your time. And with that much time, they'll never leave you alive to talk about it. You need to get out of here. So the realization dawns on Henry. But by that point, it's too late. The bar doors open burst open really they slam onto the sides and a gang walks in and everyone immediately sees who it is they storm out of the club will's friend is trying to drag him out like come on we gotta go we gotta go it's the minutemen so the minutemen are a gang they go around stealing minutes that's literally their own little mafia <laughs> it's like a dollar gang <laughs> yeah a dollar gang that's literally what they are so the leader walks in with a gun and henry stands up will doesn't want to go and you know his friend Bo is like come on will let's go he's asking for it besides he's not one of us you think he would help us and Will's like Bo, it's fine like i'm not gonna do anything stupid i just want to see what's gonna happen don't worry go ahead so Bo runs out the back door, terrified in fear. And Will is kind of hiding behind a wall, seeing what's happening. He's spying, trying to see what's going to happen. So the guy's name is Fortis. This is the leader of the Minutemen, the gang leader. He's 75, but you guessed it. He looks 25. Now, how much time does he have? Oh, I think he has quite a bit because he's a gang leader, yeah. Oh. Now, the movie, I think, is honestly a ploy just to get uh, young, hot actors to play. They're like, fuck these seniors. <laughs> the elderly. Let's just get young people. Well, is he hot or something? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Forico tells the rich guy, Henry, that's a nice watch you got. Mind if I try it on? I think it'll suit me. He's not talking about Henry's watch. He's talking about Henry's years, his life that's on his wrist. And he said, come on, I'll fight you for it. Don't be scared. I'm an old man. I turned 75 last week. And he starts taking off his suit jacket and Henry's like, uh, could, could I just get him on it? I need to use the restroom first then. And he starts running, booking it to the back restroom. And of course, you know, one of the gang members follows him so that he's not completely free to run off. And he's throwing up, gagging into the toilet. He's terrified. This guy is not from here. He doesn't deal with stuff like this. What Why are you he even doing? here? Yeah. yeah. So of course there's a guard in the bathroom that's supposed to be watching Henry, but he doesn't know that Will has hidden behind a stall and to knock him out, he opens, slams open the stall door and the guy gets bonked on the head and he falls to the ground. So Will grabs Henry's hand and they run out of the bathroom through the back door, but not without consequences. The Minutemen saw them run. They knew exactly who's helping Henry run. And they want to kill both of them. They want to kill Will Salas for his 18 hours he got left. They want to kill Henry Hamilton for his 100 years. They're pissed. It's not every day you come across a guy with 100 years to steal. At most, the Minutemen steal a week at a time. Even a month is unheard of in a town like this, in a time zone like this. People live day by day. So wow. Will Salas helps Henry Hamilton escape and asks him, are you out of your fucking mind? Flashing all of that? And the guy doesn't even seem scared. They're in a warehouse, by the way. They've run away from the Minutemen and they're just hiding out in the most beautiful loft looking warehouse, just <laughs> filled with dust. Why do movies do this all the time? They're like, this person is poor. Welcome to their upscale loft. I'm sorry, what? Is it one of those concrete looking? Yeah, but with those beautiful windows, like a factory mm. loft, you know? Oof. Oof. Like exposed. Yes, yes, literally that. So he's like, what are you doing? Flashing all of that around a town like this. 
And he says, hi, I'm Henry Hamilton. I'm Will Salas. You're from New Greenwich, right? Now, New Greenwich is the number one time zone. This is where people live forever. They're immortals there. This is where Jeff Bezos would be living. Does it show? And Will ignores him, checks his time. He has 18 hours left. Henry notices this and says, well, I guess as a thank you, I could uh, offer you some of my time for your help, for saving my life, I guess. No, thanks. Hmm. So they sit down and Henry's like, well, how old are you in real time? I'm, uh, I'm 28. Oh, I'm 105. Wow. Good for you. You won't be able to see 106 if you have more nights like this. Yeah, but you know, the day comes where you've had enough and your mind can be spent even if your body is not. You just want to die. Sometimes I think we all need to die. I mean, the audacity of this man, okay? Will is fucking pissed. Are you kidding me? Like, I saved your life because you're going around flashing your money and then you're like, man, more money, more problems, am I right? <laughs> Get out of here, are you kidding me? So later that night, because the two of them have to spend the entire night together in this warehouse, because the Minutemen, they're gonna be prowling the streets all night looking for the both of them. So they kind of have, you know, little conversations here and there, and Will feels impelled to ask, well, what's your problem? You've been alive too long? Like, do you even know anyone that's ever died? And Henry just cryptically says, for a few to be immortal, many must die. That is true. What is that supposed to mean? What do you mean by that? Everyone can't live forever. Where would we put them? Why do you think there's time zones? Why do you think taxes and prices go up in the same day in the poorer parts? Why do you think the cost of living keeps rising in the poor areas? To make sure people keep dying. How else would there be men with millions of years while most people live day to day? But the truth is, there's more than enough. No one has to die before their time. If you had as much time as I had on the clock, what would you do with it? Just don't be asking people that, okay? Will's There's like, people with millions of years? Millions of years. So the guy with a hundred years is nothing. Yeah. That's crazy. Like this so guy- So he's like a millionaire and there's gonna be billionaires. Oh yeah, there's billionaires. Wow. Whose fa all their family members have millions of years. Wow. And this guy is just a millionaire. That's a lot of ham. <laughs> Can I have some? Mmm, delicious. Every time I eat ham, and I don't know if it's the Korean in me just not eating a lot of ham, I'm like, is it Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> and Will's like, I don't know what I would do with all that time. The first thing I'd probably do is stop watching my time, which is such a true thing, right? And he says, I can tell you one thing. If I had all that time, I sure as hell would have wasted. Anyway, get some rest. Don't worry, I'm not gonna take your fucking time in the middle of the night. And Henry promises to not take Will's time in the middle of the night. And they both kind of share a depressing giggle over it. They also share a drink from Henry's little drink container. What do you call those? Why? Flask. Yes, his flask. And they both knock out. And when the sun finally comes up the next morning, Henry wakes up first, you know? I think it's because I hear old people wake up really early. And the dude is 105, right? So he wakes up and he's looking at Will, who's still knocked out in that warehouse chair. Henry gets up quietly, walks over, and I know what you're thinking. You're like, you better not steal it. I wouldn't put it past Henry. I mean, why do you even have 100 years to begin with? You better not steal the freaking 12 hours that Will has left, you greedy old man. But instead, Henry grabs Will's right wrist and starts transferring his years. 
all 106 of them. No. And he watches his clock deplete slowly until it reaches five minutes. <gasps> and he leaves. He leaves the warehouse and he sits on a bridge in the daylight. A bridge overlooking a shitty river, which honestly looks more like a sewage outpost than anything, in front of the warehouse. And when Will wakes up, his first instinct, of course, like he does every other day, is to check his time. Check how many hours he has. And he sees over a sentry on there and he's freaking shocked. He rushes to the warehouse window and scribbled on the dusty window pane are the words, don't waste my time. And he sees through the window, Henry sitting on a bridge. Now, oh Will gosh. rushes to go see him, but he doesn't make it. Henry's time runs out, his heart stops, and he falls into the river below him. All of this, well, part of it is caught on CCTV, even with Will running up to try and save Henry. So Will has some time to go see his friend's beau before he's off to meet his mom, and he's so excited. He tells Bo the truth of everything that's happened, how he was given a hundred years by that guy, and Bo is confused. He's honestly scared for Will. That type of time is gonna get you killed around here. I know, I know. I'm going to New Greenwich tonight so I can finally fit in, and I'm, I'm gonna take my mom with me. Bo, how long have we been friends? I don't know, maybe 10 years? Here, take this, a decade. <gasps> and he gives Bo a decade of his time. Oh my gosh. And he says, you've been great to me. I'm going to miss you. And with that, he's off to meet his mom. Meanwhile, Rachel is off work and she tries to board a bus. Now, she's got a little bit of time on her hand, right? How long? Oh, the bus driver tells her the fare is two hours. What? It, it, it's always been w one hour. Two hours? When did the prices go up? Today. I, I'm meeting my son. He can pay the difference. Can't do that, ma'am. It's two hours. Please, it's a two-hour walk, and I really need to see my son. And she shows him her wrist, and she has an hour and 30 minutes left. The driver no. looks at her wrist, looks at her, puts two and two together, and says, Well, you better run. Rachel looks around desperately, and everyone on the bus, nobody, is willing to make eye contact with her. She's forced off the bus and forced to re run to see Will. If only he knew he could save her, she could live forever, at least decades. So Will is waiting at the bus stop for his mom with a bouquet of flowers, but she doesn't get off the bus. And he senses that something is off. So he starts running towards the direction of her work, and she's running as fast as she can, and they're running to meet each other. She only has 10 seconds left. He has almost 100 years. They can live in peace in a nice area till they're old enough to go. And they end up meeting on the opposite ends of an alleyway. And Will's like, Mom? Will! So they're running full speed to each other as fast as they can. Will knows that she's running out of time. And they run and they run and they collide into each other and right when they reach each other's arms, Rachel falls limp and she's dead. He couldn't give her his time. She's gone. I cried at that part of the movie, I'm not gonna lie to you. They have now come out of the freezer and I'm gonna need to work a little bit faster. And you know what? I done goofed because now they're officially sticking together and I don't have any more puff pastry, so I'm just gonna have to rip them apart. Oh no. I saw a TikTok that was like, how do Australians pronounce Mojo Jojo? And an Australian responded, <laughs> Mojo Jojo.
<laughs> Sorry. What is Mojo Jojo? I will release an apology video to all of my Australian viewers soon, but they said, because you know how they always do an O and an R? So, like, no is no. I don't know. I don't know about this. Okay, anyway. So she's dead. It's like really sad. I did cry. It was really intense. So she's dead. He couldn't give her his time. Meanwhile, the police, they find... Now, the police in the future is not actually called the police. They're considered, what you call it, timekeepers. That's what they're called. And they don't investigate really anything but time murder type situations. If you kill someone for their time, if you steal an establishment's time, then that's what they're gonna investigate and really nothing else. I mean, because really that's the only crime that's committed these days because time is money, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, me thinking about all the predators, I'm like- Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, why don't they have a police? I guess they literally don't care. It's Honey, just, what are you doing? I'm adding cheese and ham. That's crazy. It's that's crazy. too much cheese. It's that's crazy. not a croissant. What the hell is that? It's a mini croissant. Bro, that's a regular sized croissant. Have you seen a regular sized croissant? I'm in a bakery. I can show you. I don't have croissants. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They were probably very expensive. So. <laughs> so anyway, meanwhile, the police, they find Henry Hamilton's body in the river and they're all suspicious. First of all, this guy, he was known to have a sentry on his wrist, but he actually had hundreds of years stored in a safe somewhere. He has more money. He has more money than a sentry on his clock. So what was he even doing in this time zone? And this is the type of time zone where they would kill you for over a week, let alone a century. The lead timekeeper doesn't give a fork why Henry was here. All that matters to him, and he says this, is that he had 100 years when he came in, and now he's dead. We need to find the 100 years. Do what we always do. Follow the time. The detectives spot a security camera near the bridge. Now, why don't we start there? Meanwhile, Will is on a freaking mission. This man is angry. I mean, wouldn't you be if you saw that your mom died like that? This is like the first true traumatic death. Well, the second one, but the first one that he's witnessed with his own eyes. And he believes the only way to get back at the system is to buy himself a fancy suit and call a cab to New Greenwich. Now, this is where things are interesting. The time blocks that you have to pass through, it's unlike cities today. You can't free roam. You can't drive from Beverly Hills to Skid Row like you can in Los Angeles. Each time block has, um, there's like one to eight different time blocks. And time block eight is Dayton. It's considered the poor area. In order to leave, you have to pass a border that requires you to pay one month. It's a toll. Nobody what? ends up ever leaving Dayton because nobody has a month in Dayton. In order to go to the, 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 yeah. the higher end, you have to pay a month. And that's not even just to get in and you live for free. I mean, once you get to the higher end, you still have to find a place, pay rent, get a hotel. Oh my gosh. So nobody ends up leaving Dayton. Okay. Then when you get to block six, it's two months and so on and so forth. And when you reach block number one, New Greenwich, which costs you just a year just to get into. Wow. Not even to live there. This is not a deposit on a new place. Just to get into New Greenwich, you have to give up a year of your life. Now, the cab driver notices that Will is definitely not a normal attendee of New Greenwich. And he asks him straight up near the end of the ride, Sir, what are you really doing here? And Will says, I'm here to make them pay. I'm going to take them for everything that they've got. And with that, 
there in New Greenwich, which is very much giving Beverly Hills. In fact, it's giving Century City. I feel like they they filmed there or something in one of those office buildings. It's literally giving that vibe. So anyways, Will goes to a local hotel and he gets a suite in a fancy, fancy place. It costs him over two months for one night. Oh my gosh. Two months for one night. Meanwhile, the police find Will on the CCTV and they don't, so the CCTV only showed a certain part of the bridge. They don't actually see the part of how Henry got into the river. They don't know if Will pushed him. They don't know if Will killed him. All they see is Will running up to the bridge and looking stressed, but they can't find anything else. So they're trying to follow the time trail. They need to hunt down Will Salas and ask him, what did you do with this time? Did you kill him for this time? I mean, they're looking for if there's a big transfer of time anywhere. Maybe he paid off a loan, paid off some debt. Maybe he bought something, who knows, but nothing. A detective asked the lead detective, well, maybe he capsuled the time. Maybe he took it to the bank and like put it in a security deposit. No, that doesn't make sense. You can't hide time like that in this part of town. They can sense when a man has more than a month to his name. That hmm. time must have left town. Look at the border security cameras. And he was right. They checked the tolls and someone spent four years, the day after Henry Hamilton was found dead, to pass from Dayton to New Greenwich. And the cameras picked up on this suspicious behavior. So. Will Salas. Oddly, the, the lead timekeeper remembers Will Salas. Yeah, he knows him. They're like, how do you know this guy? I don't know him. I know his father. So you're like, what's the deal with Will's father? There's so many questions, no? So the police are now after Will and he wakes up finally spending a night in a hotel room and old habits, they die hard because he wakes up in a panic and he immediately checks his time, which still has 106 years left. And he breathes this big sigh of relief and he heads downstairs to start eating, right? His fancy hotel breakfast cost him eight and a half weeks. That's so insane when you put things like that. Wow. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that's enough? But okay, you know what I need to do? I do need to compare it to a big one. So I'm going to make one big one. So what was I saying? Oh yeah, his fancy hotel breakfast cost him eight and a half weeks. But he tells the waitress, take a week for yourself. And the waitress is so happy. She's like, wow, thank you so much. But you're not from here, are you? What? How do you know? You do a little, you do everything a little too fast. <laughs> because, you That's know, funny. he's running out of time. Everybody else lives forever, so they can just enjoy their time. They don't have to rush anything. So through the window, Will doesn't see this, but we see a woman sitting on the balcony of this restaurant, staring intently at Will, monitoring him, studying him, watching him eat. Will doesn't notice, but he wants to head to a casino. Now the casino itself and all the attendees are giving country club mixed with black tie, like a gala mixed with great Gatsby. I'm talking feathers, gold, marble, opulence, black tie attire only. Will has to pay a full freaking year just to get in for the night. And then he has to pay more money to play in the casino. He learns that there's no limit in the house. You can bet all the days, all the months, all the years that you would like. It seems like the rich really do live a different life, it seems, no? Now, I assume Will's here to get into a higher circle, make connections, get to know who's in charge of this system because he wants to take them for all they're worth. He wants revenge. 
I don't know how he's going to freaking do it. I mean, not a fun night of playing blackjack, I imagine, right? But he sits down at the poker table and a very clean cut but evil looking dude asks Will, I don't think I've ever had the pleasure of playing with you before, Mr. Listen, this guy seems like he will be very polite with a very polite smile and an Ivy League vocabulary, but I just know for a fact he's got to stick up his ass and he's a classist elitist. That's all I know. You know one of those people. You've seen them on movies. Maybe you've had the unpleasant pleasure of meeting them in real life. They're horrendous. But of course he looks 25. And so Will responds, Mr. Salas, Will Salas, and you? Philippe Weiss, you must come from time. Come from time? Time means you, uh, you must come from money. Like your family must have a lot of time. You don't look like you made it. You know, you're not self-made time in air. Oh. You're a, uh, you know, oh. old money vibes. Old time vibes. Old time vibes, you know. Uh, it's, it's very interesting. And he glances at Will's wrist. I guess you could say I'm gambling my inheritance away. And you don't have a guard, Mr. Salas? I assumed I was amongst friends. Okay, He's well, smooth. I will bet you 65 years. <gasps> and we see that Philip Weiss has literally on his wrist millions of years. Oh, a billionaire. What? And Philip, I keep calling him Philip, but it's Philippe. So fancy, okay? So Philippe, he's got millions of years. And he says, you must be young. When you've been 25 for the past 85 years, knowing that only a random act of violence can take your life, you learn to appreciate what you have. So Will is like, okay, let me bet the 65 years. He bets it. There's scanners at the poker table. He bets 65 years. He only has 106. In that moment, a woman in a black dress with red hair, like red bobbin bangs, very futuristic, very sexy, very obviously a wig, um, walks in wearing a fur coat and she sits down right next to Philippe Weiss. Now, this is the woman that was watching Will at the restaurant. She sits down while Philippe starts talking about. Of course, some people think that what we have is unfair. The time difference between the time, difference between the time zones. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard of that. But th isn't this just the next logical step in our evolution? And hasn't evolution always been a bit unfair? It's always been about the survival of the fittest. This is mainly Darwinism, capitalism. I raise you another two decades. Philippe wants to put another 20 years on there. He's trying to wipe the, yeah. the kid out. Mm -hmm. Because I think he's assuming that Will has more money at home. Uh, he has more time at home. Uh, so Will says, absolutely, only the strong survive. And I think your hand is weak. I call. Will puts another two decades on there. And he shows that he is down to 30 seconds left. And they slowly... Ooh, yeah, Will is down to 30 seconds on his wrist left. He's going to die in 30 seconds? Yeah, he's going to die in 30 seconds. He's going to plop dead on this poker table in front of billionaires. And this everybody, makes no sense. No sense. And everybody's just straight chilling, except for the girl in, with the red hair. She's kind of breathing heavy, but she's not saying anything. I guess this is just entertainment for these rich people. They slowly reveal their cards and Will wins. And he gets deposited over a thousand years because he gets money from all the other people at the table too, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. So he gets like a thousand and one hundred years. Jeez, this is yes. some high stake game. Bro, so. I can't even imagine. Are you kidding me? Okay. You're playing with your life. Yeah. Wow. It makes no sense. That's now, so cool. 
Just like that, he has a thousand years. A thousand and one hundred years. Wow. Now, the woman at the table hasn't said anything at this point, but she lets out a small gasp of surprise, of shock. I mean, who bets their life on a game? Even if he had more money at home, he was going to die in 30 seconds. Was he just assuming that these new rich people were going to give him an hour or two for free? Like on a loan so he could run back home and deposit more time. Like it's just a balls to the walls thing to do. Mm -hmm. And she's probably never seen it before. Mm -hmm. Philippe smiles and he says, a risk taker. It wasn't a risk. I knew I was going to win. Sorry. And just like that, the guy's going to live for years. But while he's talking to Philip, his eyes are following the red-haired woman who's gotten up from her chair. And Philippe notices this and he says, you're wondering if she's my sister, my mother... Perhaps my grandmother. You're hoping that she's not my wife. Things used to be simpler once. Or at least so I'm told. It's my daughter. But she does look a lot like my wife. Sylvia, come meet Will Salas. She walks over and she says, Congratulations, Mr. Salas. You've taken years off my father's life. As a joke. Yes, and he says, which is normally something that she does. <laughs> Isn't that right, my darling? <laughs> Sylvia says, well, we're having a party tomorrow night. Perhaps you'll give my father a chance to win back some of those years. I would love to come. So Philip tells Will that his guard will tell him where the party is and instructs his daughter to stay with her guards. And just like that, Sylvia walks away and Will goes to buy a convertible the very next day, okay? He's got a thousand and one hundred years. He can live a little. So he buys one that costs 59 years. Fifty-nine years! Wow. And he shows up to the party that night in what I can only imagine and describe as a mini museum. A house that is on par with the Getty Museum in Malibu. With Jeff Bezos' bank account. And he drives up in his little convertible that took off 60 years of his life. I don't even think he bought a new suit. So he's still wearing the same suit. <laughs> so is Philippe. Which, like, you're telling me that these live forever they're filthy rich and you decide you want to wear an uncomfortable suit all the time that sounds horrendous that sounds boring if i live forever i'm letting it all out i'm gonna go naked whatever i need some thrill in my life okay everyone's gonna be naked anyway will walks in and he's introduced to philip's mother-in-law clara which is the grandma uh-huh. His wife, Michelle, and his daughter, Sylvia. But they all look like twins. They look 25. Like, if you see this picture of them side by side, it's so scary. It's eerie. And it's clear that Will and Sylvia are definitely making googly eyes at each other. I mean, come on. They've been alive for centuries. I'm sure other people can sense it, that these two are trying to hit on each other. Will walks off to eat caviar. Or, well, rather, he attempts to sniff it because he's like, what the fork is that? I've never had that. <laughs> and he decides it's not for him. Sylvia walks up and they start flirting. It's giving tense nepotism baby and, like, bodyguard flirting vibes. Sylvia asks him, well, what do you do? Uh, I haven't quite figured it out. Yeah, I mean, what's the hurry anyway? Right, why do it now when you can do it in a century? And the two of them, they start dancing together. And while they're dancing, Sylvia asks, do you really come from time? Why would you question that? I saw you run outside the hotel. It reminds me of people from the poor area. <laughs> you don't exercise, woman? <laughs> you guys don't exercise? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I envy them. You remind me of them. Well, you don't know anything. Oh, no? The clock is no good for anyone. The poor die and the rich don't live. We can all live forever as long as we don't do anything foolish. 
Doesn't that scare you? That maybe you will never do anything foolish or courageous or worth a damn? <laughs> yeah, she's giving like nepotism but cosplaying broke. You know those rich people that are like cosplaying? Yeah, that's what she's giving. Like, okay, ma'am, get out of here. Yeah, what is she trying to do? I like, don't know. Skydiving? Exactly. <laughs> so Will is like, come here. Come with me. And Will leads her to the ocean outside her parents' house. I did not know this was a beachfront property. They should have mentioned that. They really should have. It feels like an HGTV episode. So he goes to the beachfront in front of the parents' house and he starts taking off all his clothes. And Sylvia is like, what are you doing? Let's go. It's beautiful. What, what do you mean, let's go? Are you insane? We don't actually go in. You have all of this in your backyard and you never go in the water and I'm insane? So Sylvia is hesitating, she's confused. Meanwhile, the police are coming full force. They're coming to the mansion because they caught on CCTV outside the Weiss mansion. Pulling up in his new whip was Will Salas. But Will is too busy skinny dipping in the ocean and he screams out at Sylvia, come on, whatever happened to doing something foolish? And at first, Sylvia is paralyzed by fear or maybe excitement, but eventually she jumps into the water and the two of them are swimming in the moonlight. And of course they're gonna make out. But Philippe, the party pooper, comes out. Sylvia? Sylvia? He's a bit of an overprotective dad, that's for sure. Anyway, they hear his voice, they rush back inside, Sylvia rushes to dry her hair, and Philippe is freaking out. Will, have you seen my daughter? Yeah, she's uh, with her guards, right behind you. And he turns around and she just rushed out of her room and the two of them share a look. A look that implies they're, they're totally gonna fuck later, okay? That's the look. And in that moment, the doors of this mansion burst open and in walk the timekeepers, aka the cops. Which, side note, I don't know why, but they dress like they're part of the X-Men crew. And you know what? I know it's not practical to wear trench coats made of leather nonstop while you're fighting crime, but it looks really intimidating and it looks really cool. And I think we should consider, really consider using some of that obnoxious police budget into buying a lot of long leather jackets. It's a vibe. Leather trench coat. Yeah, bro, they looked so cool. If our local cops looked like that, no disrespect. I'd be like, damn. Oh, I need to sift some icing sugar, hold on. Ooh, I'm sifting the mini croissants and the big ones. With sugar. Like They're sweet croissants. croissants? Yeah, well, it's gonna be like a cereal version. So let me go put this upstairs and let's bake it. It's just a bit of a vibe. Now, Philip is confused and he's like, can I help you? Why are the timekeepers here? Sorry, Mr. Weiss, we're here to have a word with your friend. And they grab Will, drag him upstairs, they slam him down on a chair and they reveal his time. Over a thousand years. <laughs> Where'd you get that? I won it, gambling. Not all of it. No, Henry Hamilton gave me over a century. He timed himself out, AKA he committed suicide. Henry Hamilton was worth thousands of years. He was practically immortal. You really expect me to believe that? I don't expect you to believe anything. It's the truth. It was a gift. I'm not a thief. But hey, if you guys are looking for stolen time, you should arrest everyone here. I see. You're talking about justice. I'm a timekeeper. I don't concern myself with justice. I only concern myself with what I can measure. Seconds, minutes, hours. I keep time, and that time is in the wrong hands. And that time, with you, Will, will be held along. So we're gonna give you two hours for booking and processing, and uh, we're gonna take the rest. So they steal all of his time, <gasps> but two hours, and they walk out. 
What? So as the rest of them are walking out, the the main timekeeper in the leather jacket, he stays behind. He's the last to walk out. And Will asks him a very pensive question, like, why are you guys investigating a suicide? There's mass murder in the poor time zones every single day. Everyone in the room clears out. The lead timekeeper pauses and he says, that's fascinating. I heard someone else talk like that. It was over 20 years ago. You're probably too young to remember your father. We'll arrange for safe transport. So Will is confused, shocked. My father, like you knew my father. And the timekeeper leaves the door open. Philip and Sylvia are standing. Sylvia looks pissed. Philip tells her, go with the guards, Sylvia. And she's annoyed. Oh, for God's sake, father, there's an army in this house. If we can't stop one man from killing us all, we should all kill ourselves. And she walks off by herself. And Will uses this as a chance to run out of the office, past Philip, knocking him over in the process. He jumps down the stairs, grabs the timekeeper's guns that was pointed at him, and he grabs Sylvia, pointing the gun to her head and starts leading her out of the house at gunpoint. Essentially, he's saying he's going to shoot her if anyone tries anything. Everybody is screaming in sheer panic. He gets her into his car and they drive off. The timekeepers try driving after them, but I guess they don't race, get into a lot of car races because Will is very much going Fast and the Furious. Like not even the first movie, I'm talking the third Fast and the Furious when they really start upping the ante. Forget gas prices, Will is on a roll and this guy has Philip Weiss's daughter in the car. How much time does she have? So she actually doesn't have a lot of time. What do you mean? Because the dad is really paranoid. He doesn't give any of his family members enough time to give people a reason to kidnap them. Oh. So she only gets a month at a time. And oh. she'll buy a bunch of stuff and he'll refill it a month. So technically she has endless time and technically she probably will be immortal. But Philip Weiss is incredibly protective. Mm. He always wants her with at least two guards, including his wife. Like they're suffocating truly. Mm. They're not even living a good life at this point. So Will starts driving all night and into the morning. Maybe he's taking her to Dayton, the time zone. I don't know. I'm not sure, right? I thought he only had two hours. Yeah. So he's kind of freaking out. I think she's like giving him time. Oh. Well, he's forcing her to. And uh, she refuses to give him more time. Um, and it seems like Philip... Oh, no. She has like a decade. I'm so sorry. Oh, she has a decade. Yeah. He gives her a decade at a time. Which isn't a lot considering you're like Jeff Bezos' daughter. But, but you only need... To, oh, I guess you're spending it. Yeah. yeah, okay. So like you could spend a decade in a day yeah. if you're really going all out. It's like credit card. Exactly. So it seems like Philip, you know, keeps all of his time. Anyway, so as they're driving, they actually come across this um, makeshift roadblock, like those spikes in the road that they put and pull out. You know, like these gangs, they do it. Like to stop the car. Yes. So his car flips over a small hill and lands. The Minutemen gang pull up and he's pissed. He's also been looking for Will. He wants to know, where's Henry Hamilton? Where'd you take him? Did you take his time? Then I want his time because that's what I wanted in the first place. So How dare you? Sorry, the gangster has came to zone number one? No, no, no. They made it into Dayton. Oh, they went back? Yeah. What the Cause heck? Because they have no time and they can't hide in New Greenwich. Oh, okay, okay. You know, no one's going to take them seriously. They have nowhere to go. So he needs to at least go back to his own stomping grounds where he might know where to hide. Okay. So the Minutemen come and get him the minute that he enters Dayton, the new time zone. And um, he pulls him over through the spikes and he's like, I want the time. Where's Henry Hamilton? Did you take his century? Now, they realize that Will has no time left and they're pissed. But they take almost all the time from Sylvia. In fact, they only leave her with 30 minutes because they had to leave. Because the timekeepers were coming. 
So the timekeepers pull up and now Will and Sylvia have just minutes on their time clocks and they start running. They start booking it. The timekeeper gets to the overturned car. He realizes that the two are going to come to him because now they're screwed. They know that Will and Sylvia have no time to live. If their car was flipped over like this, there's a reason. Uh-huh. Somebody stole their time. So the first stop that Will and Sylvia make is to his friend Bo's house. Remember he had given him a decade yeah. before he left? Now Bo's wife opens the door and she's in tears. Where's Bo? He's dead, Will. You gave him a decade. He drank himself to death with nine years on his clock. What? What? I don't understand what that means, okay? Because I do know that you genetically stop aging. But can you still die of like liver disease? Yeah, like intoxication, I guess, I guess yeah. right? So you just have to like try to be as healthy as possible. Do you still get a heart attack? But you stop genetically aging, so your cells don't die off. So if you're healthy and there's no external disease or virus, I guess you remain healthy. And she's upset by this. She slams the door in his face and Sylvia is freaking out because she has minutes left. And Will checks her ears and he takes off her diamond earrings and says, you better hope these are real. They book it to the local pawn shop and they exchange these giant diamond earrings for 48 hours. I mean, it's clear that they're getting ripped off, but the pawn shop sees that Sylvia only has 59 seconds left. So they take the time. They rush to a payphone and as they're passing, they see Weiss loans on billboards. Your name's everywhere, Sylvia. It's my father's name, it's not mine. How much do you think your father's worth? Eons, I don't know. So they call the timekeeper and Philip who were together and Will demands a thousand years for Sylvia's safe return. But he doesn't even want it for himself. He wants it distributed to the Dayton lines. So the Dayton lines I believe is where you can line up and get some free years, free days, free seconds. But typically they don't have anything. They're like always, they have the out of stock, out of time sign on and nobody ever gets any time. Now the timekeeper warns that if he keeps talking like that, he's gonna end up dead like his father. So this is when we find out that Will believed that his father died from a fight, from trying to take a guy's time. But in reality, it seems like he died from something bigger. The timekeeper tells him, your father was doing something more dangerous than fights. And he hangs up. Now, Philip Weiss, you know, it's a thousand years. The forker is complaining. He's contemplating. His wife is next to him saying, are you kidding? Honey, that's nothing. It's for our daughter. To which he grossly responds, no, it's not. It's for them. Talking about the poor people in Dayton. Poor, he has millions of years. And he's upset about a thousand years. He's referring to the poor people with a ton of disgust. You're like, wow, what is happening? This guy would rather see his kid die than give money to the poor than to the people who need it. Anyway, we'll take Sylvia home and she changes into some of Rachel's clothes. And she's shocked. Like this girl has never seen a white refrigerator in her life. She's like, is this your place? Yeah, we have water and it's cold, but we still have water. Where's your family? My mother timed out. My father died when I was a boy. He was a fighter. He wasn't the strongest, but he knew how to win. Now, this type of fighting is not like what you would imagine. I was envisioning some sort of like fight club boxing to the death and then you take somebody's time, but it's actually a more complicated arm wrestling. As you're holding arms, right hands, right wrists with each other, because that's how you take people's time. Mm -hmm. If your hand is on top, you're draining their time. If your hand is on the bottom, automatically your time is getting drained. 
So you're okay. the one losing, and we'll show Sylvia how to play. And it's a very intimate moment of them holding each other's hands. The two of them they start bonding that night. They're both young in real time. Sylvia is 27, and Will is 28. Will said that his clock started when he was on the street, and it almost knocked him over. And within a week, most of his year was already gone since they were in so much debt. And since then, he's just lived day by day. Sylvia said hers was a bit different. She was asleep, and it woke her up. She rushed to the mirror to see what she would look like for the rest of her life, and she said, "You must hate me, where I come from." No, it's nobody's fault what they're born with. And the next day, they anticipate and they wait for the date and lines to open. They can actually see the date and lines from Will's window. So if Sylvia and Will watch from the window. Are they going to give a thousand minutes away or a thousand years for free? You know what's going to happen. But when the door is open, the out of time clock turns on. He did not transfer one thousand minutes, one thousand years to save his daughter's life. And Will sees her disappointment, and he tries to comfort her even in this time. And he's like, "You know, the timekeeper would never have let him transfer it anyway. It's okay. You don't have to say that. How do you think my father built all these buildings?" It wasn't a way. It wasn't by giving away a thousand years. I have eleven hours left. So they both run out, and Will tells Sylvia to call her dad at the local payphone, so he can send someone to get her. I mean, she's freaking terrified. He doesn't even care. He's like, whatever, go live your life. I think at this point, Will is just trying to go back to his normal self. He's he needs to go back to the factory and make some money. And she's she's really terrified. He said that he was gonna watch her from across the street, and he gives her one of her gun, one of his guns, and they make out before she goes. Where's she going? To the payphone across the street. I don't know why he won't follow her. It's weird, okay? So she makes it to the payphone. She calls her dad, which, by the way, she's pissed, okay? Like you don't even have a second to spare. You don't even have a thousand. Like that's a second to you.、Mm-hmm. You bet that in a poker game. <laughs> yeah. But while Will is distracted, looking at his new girlfriend, you know, it's about to leave him. The timekeeper shows up with his gun drawn, sneaking up on Will. Will does not see this, but Sylvia does. While she's on the phone, and she screams, "Will, watch out!" and she fires the gun. She hits the timekeeper, and he falls to the ground. He's injured, but it's likely not fatal. So Will checks his wrist for time, and the timekeeper says, "Sorry, we don't keep much on us to discourage thieves like you." And Will smiles and grabs his wrist. So Sylvia and Will hop into the timekeeper's car, and Sylvia asks him. Why did you give him more time? He tried to kill you. So Will didn't take the timekeeper's time. Instead, he gave him some of his own precious time. Wow. Why would you do that? Because timekeepers live day by day. He could likely die in the district. I needed to give him time to get out. He could still die in the district. So I mean, you can kind of see it because as the timekeeper is walking injured to get out to the border, everyone is yelling, "Timekeeper, what's the rush?" Because you know people hate the timekeeper, so he could easily be killed just for the hell of it.、Mm-hmm. Now, finally, the timekeeper's friend comes to pick him up, and Sylvia thinks that they need to get rid of their car. It's still a cop car, so Will pulls over a Greenwich cab, like one of those fancy cabs that he took. And、um, this is a woman that was going into the rich district to, I guess, be with her sugar daddy. <laughs> and they take a ton of her time and her diamonds and their car, of course, which has the TV. You know, rich people taxi vibes. And they decide to drive over to like a field, and they watch the news. And all over it are just pictures of Will Salas, who is suspected for the murder of Henry Hamilton, and Sylvia Weiss, the daughter of finance conglomerate owner Philip Weiss. And Will offers, "Well, 
I can say I made you do all of it, and you can still go back. I'll say I forced you into everything. Go back and do what? Do I really want to live the rest of my life trying not to die by mistake? A lot of people would say being here is a mistake. I don't really have a choice though. And Sylvia says, I don't really think I have a choice either. And the two of them, they start making out. So meanwhile, Philip and his business associates are trying to handle their business, go about their day, make sure no time zones are at risk of some sort of coup, some sort of revolution, if you will. The not dead timekeeper shows up to Philip's office and Philip says, timekeeper, when can we hope for a rescue of my daughter? Sir, that's the point. She doesn't appear to want to be rescued. Mr. Leon, Raymond, if I may, I blame myself. I invited the man into my home and he, he had so much time. How was I supposed to know? Of course, Sylvia brought this upon herself for her lack of vigilance. That's why I try to keep her so close. But she is clearly under Will Salas's control. If it's a matter of resources, I'm happy to make a contribution. It's a scandal what we pay our timekeepers. The timekeeper debates, you know, am I going to take this bribery or not? But he decides to say, I've issued a warrant for your daughter's arrest. If she contacts you and you aid her in any way, I will issue a warrant for your arrest. What? And Philip stands up and he's mad and he says, there's nothing I can't buy. How many years do you want? To which he responds, there aren't enough years, even in your lifetime. Goodbye. And the timekeeper leaves. What now, is happening? Yeah. Philip should have been a bit more conservative with his bribery because, well, Sylvia and Will are breaking into wife's banks. That's what they decide to do in their free time, okay? Sylvia is upset with this system. She feels like it benefits nobody. The poor die too early. The rich live forever to do what? You never actually even live. So they decide that they're going to get these giant FedEx-style cars, like these, not tanks, but you know, like those giant package trucks, steal them, grab guns. I don't know where they're getting this shit, I'm going to be honest with you. And they start breaking into Weiss banks, going into the vaults, grabbing the scanning machines where all the time is stored. So essentially think of it as they're grabbing a bunch of free money and they grab a suitcase full for themselves. And then they announce to everyone in line to get a loan with 30% interest. Sylvia stands up and says... Everyone, we are proud to announce that Weiss Banks is now offering interest-free loans with no payments. So come on, help yourselves. Take a day, a month, hell, take a year, take the time, it's free. And the people start running into the vault, it starts getting ravaged, and the rest of the night, Will and Sylvia go around the community, and they're wearing black bandanas to cover their face like a Robin Hood type situation. And they'll find sleeping people on the street without homes. Insert time. He leaves a time machine with his best friend's wife, Bo's wife, who is now alone taking care of the kid, the one that died. He starts stopping good people on the street that he knows are the ones that have always helped him, and he gives them time. This I thought was gonna be the easiest baking a mystery, but it's the ugliest baking a mystery. They look like little snails versus actual croissants. Can, can, can we try it? Yeah, here you go. Oh, so try cute. A tiny mini Looks cute though. Let croissant. Me show them. Okay, ready? Mmm. 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 Crunchy, I like it. Okay. I see a lot of people eating it like cereal, which is interesting because croissants, you like them for the flakiness and the crunch. I wonder how the milk will impact that, right? Maybe I won't do all of it because I don't know if it'll be good. That's right? freaking cool. Hold on. Let me try a ham and cheese one. Is it good? Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. 
Mm. Got some oat milk. I don't know how to feel about this. Let me try it while don't it's crunchy. Don't flip it too much, yeah. Hmm? Wow. Wow what? Good? Better than regular cereal. It works. No way. I think it's better than just eating the croissant. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, why does wow. it work? That's so good. Mmm. I am in shock, truly. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Here, ham and cheese, and let's get it's back into it. It's a great hack. So good. They're not that pretty, but it didn't take me that long. I mean, of course I was a little bit distracted, but you could do like different shapes. Wow. How? We'll start stopping these good people on the streets. And at first they think that he's trying to rob them of time. And they always say things like, I, I just don't have much time, please. Every everything I have, I have given to my family and please, I just, I don't have time. And he always says, I know. And they watch as their wrist fills with more time. Meanwhile, the timekeepers are freaking out. Philippe is freaking out that Sylvia is seen all over TV robbing all of the Weiss banks. She did six in a week. He doesn't get it. He says... R rob six banks? Yeah. He says, I don't get it. I give her everything. And Sylvia's mom is the only one with some common sense around here, it seems. She tries to tell him, Philippe, you were killing her. You were suffocating her, suffocating us all. You didn't give her everything. Now the timekeepers are getting pressure from Philippe, his business associates. They need to keep everything in order. This cannot be the start of some sort of revolution. People can't be expecting free time. So the timekeepers are trying to find them, and so are the Minutemen. They want to catch Will and Sylvia because it will buy them more time. They're going to get money for it. It's like a bounty, a reward. Whoever finds these criminals, these fugitives, are going to get time in years. So the Minutemen, they burst in. They're first. They find them first. They burst in through the hotel room that Sylvia and, you know, uh, Will are staying at. Guns are everywhere. Forco, the leader, sits them down in this grungy hotel table. And he says, what's wrong with you guys? At least I know my place. At least I know why the timekeepers leave me alone. I know my boundaries. I only steal from my own people, but you stole from them. Dumb, dumb, dumb. So here's what we're gonna do. I don't really like to kill a man in cold blood. It's just not my fight. It's just not my thing. So I'm gonna give you a fighting chance. We fight. We play to zero. I'll probably win. I'll win. You're dead. And then I'll take her insinuating he was going to rape Sylvia, and then I'll take her time, and I will claim my reward for restoring order, making the world right again. And Sylvia is telling Will not to play, but this guy has no choice. Like, what is he going to do? So Will pulls up his sleeves, and he starts playing. Now, remember, he said that his dad was a strong arm, and uh -huh. the tip that he taught Sylvia was you let them win. You let these people drain everything out of you. Pretend that for them it's an easy fight. Pretend that you're trying. And then when your clock reaches the last 10 seconds, it's human nature. They'll stop looking at your arm. They'll stop focusing. They will be distracted, happy, excited that they're about to win. And they will have, your, have their eyes on your clock. That's when you turn the wrist around. And by that point, they've used up all their strength and you're done for. But it's a mind game of chance, a risk that you have to take. Not a lot of people can. 
So Will waits till he catches Forica looking at his clock. There's only eight seconds to go, and he uses all of his strength to flip him over. And at the very last minute, when all of Forico's men are standing around him, shocked, looking shocked because their gang leader is about to die, Will uses his other arm to grab his gun from under the table and shoot all three of them. And at the last second, he lets go, and Forico times out. He's dead. Dang, he just killed them, four people? Yeah, fall over. But their celebration is cut short because they go outside to see that the grocery stores have raised the prices of everything. The price of living went up. So it doesn't matter how much time that they gave away, it does not make a difference in anybody's life. Will suggests that they give up. Wait, why? We can just keep going. There's more banks. I know banks with more money. How much time would it even take? I don't know, a million years? Yeah, that is a lot of time, Will. Maybe we should just give up. And they do. They head back to New Greenwich and Philip is heading into his office with 30 guards around him. And Sylvia runs in and they all point her gu- their guns at her. Please, I just want to surrender to my dad, but only to my dad. And her dad turns around and he looks so happy to see his little daughter. You've hired a lot of guards since I last saw you. Yeah, I've had to, a lot of them because of you. Yeah, well, one too many. And out of the crew of guards, blending in, Will points his gun at Philippe. Everyone put your guns down now. And they listen. Sylvia and Will drag Philippe into his office. And he's upset. He's like, you would steal from your own father? It's not stealing, Dad, if it's already stolen. And inside Philippe's grand office, they find a giant vault the size of the ones that you would find in a bank. And Will asks, any idea, Sylvia, on the code? Well, it's not my birthday. Try Darwin's birthday. Who's that? Darwinism is like the survival of the fittest philosopher. (laughs) And it works. The safe opens and inside is one of those time scanners, but just one. And it has a million years on it. And Will says, wow, there really is a man with a million years. It's my first million and it won't be my last. So it's saying like he's a bajillionaire and he's got more in different vaults or something, right? Uh... And he's like, do you know how good this, do you know how much good this could do? I know how much harm it could do. Even if you gave a year to a million people, you're just prolonging their agony. Flooding the wrong time zone with millions of years could break the system. Dad, we're not meant to live like this. We're not meant to live forever. Although, I do wonder if you've ever even lived a day in your life. You think so? You think you could make a change for a small generation? Maybe two, but don't fool yourselves. At the end, everyone wants to live forever. If they think that they all have a chance at immortality, even though all the evidence is against it, they all think that they will be the exception. But the truth is, for you to be immortal, many must die. And Will screams, no one should be immortal if even one person has to die. And together, they lock Philippe into his office, leave him with his millions of years. Meanwhile, the timekeeper is in the car chasing them. He's got 44 minutes left, but he knows he can get the job done before. So he, the timekeeper actually has a little time scanner in his car Mm -hmm. that he has to put his wrist up to. And dispatch will wire him his time because they're not allowed to walk around with a lot of time. Otherwise, they're just targets. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like cops walking around with, you know, yeah. 25 Rolexes on. It's like, you're in for trouble. But he only get 45 minutes at a time? No, I think he gets like a day at a time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So stressful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if he doesn't make back into the car, mm-hmm. then he doesn't get, he get timed out. Yeah. But he knows he can get the job done before then. He already spots Will and Sylvia in the car. And he says, I want the order out. Shoot on sight. What? 
So that's illegal in New Greenwich. Yeah, so it's a million years leaving the zone. So somehow the car that Will and Sylvia are in, it crosses machine guns, five cop cars, and even a border building. Like they crash through it, but they somehow still keep going. Like not a tire fell out. The brakes didn't. Listen, tell me why every time I go to a car shop, they're like, we need to realign your brakes. But you're telling me this car was able to drive across a bridge, having machine guns shooting at them, crash into a cop car, and then crash through a metal concrete building and they don't need an oil change, like nothing. That doesn't even make sense in my head, okay? And the timekeeper is driving after them. They're driving through all the time zones, just crashing through the borders. And eventually, Will and Sylvia, they make it to Dayton, which is the worst time zone. And at the very intersection, the busiest intersection of Dayton is when the timekeeper crashes into Will's car. So Will and Sylvia run out and they find this little girl who has been a part of this movie for a while. She was the one in the beginning that asked Will for a minute of his time and she gave him five minutes. So this girl's older brother, all they do is give away time. Like they're, they're like activists, but they have no time of their own. They're what? just trying to make sure people don't die around them. Wow. Like their neighbors, their community members. So, so, so not very nice people. Very nice people. So they run up to the little girl and they say, you know what to do. And they give her the time scanner and she says, you were late. And she starts running to her brother. And they go to the little Dayton lines and they turn on the sign that says out of time to just time. So out of is, you know, in the dark. Off. Yeah, is off. And just There's time. time. There's oh time. Oh my god. So people start running. And at this point, the timekeeper had his gun out pointing at Will and Sylvia. And they're making eye contact. But at this point... All the crowds start rushing around and they're running to get time. Uh -huh. So he loses his grip on the gun and he can't find them and he can't just shoot into the crowd. So Will and Sylvia, in this mess, in this chaos, they start running off and they run into a local field and the timekeeper hops into his car and he starts chasing them. Now from there, he gets out and he runs to them and they meet in like a crossroads and it's nobody's around. It's literally a field. He's got them at gunpoint. And Will asks, you're from here, aren't you? You know the roads well. Yeah, a long time ago. I worked on how to escape, though. And now you make sure nobody else does. That's how it's supposed to be. I didn't start the clock. I didn't turn it back. I keep it running. I keep time. You keep time, huh? Well, I need some of that now that you borrowed from me. Unless you want us to die on our way to our execution. And the timekeeper says, time? And he looks down at his wrist. And he has four seconds left. He never transferred more time. No. And he drops down. So Sylvia and Will look down at theirs and they only have a minute left. <gasps> and they don't know what to do. They don't know if they can run back to Dayton where the people are. They don't know. So they need to get to the keeper's car. They know he probably has some sort of time in there. And they trans they run, 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 run. Sylvia's in heels for some reason because I guess she was held hostage at the party. So she's wearing like stilettos and they just need to transfer more time. Will makes it to the car first. He transfers two days onto his wrist and he runs to meet Sylvia in the middle. And it's literally the same scene as his mom and she's screaming, Will, he's screaming, Sylvia. And they grab wrists and they fall to the ground. And at first it's very quiet. So I thought it was another situation like his mom. But in the end, they both got a day each. And he says, we live another day. What do we do this time? And um, they get in their car and they drive to one of the bigger banks. Rob more banks? They park their car and she said, I told you there's bigger banks. And they get ready their weapons and they head up the long steps. Meanwhile, the news says 
that there has been a million years deposited into the time zone of Dayton, and now all of them are leaving Dayton, and they're heading into the next time zone. Oh, so it's like a revolution, mm-hmm. potentially? Yeah. Wow. And that is the end of the movie, okay? I love it. There needs to be like a sequel or something. Yeah, okay. So here's my thoughts on this movie in time. It was actually starring Justin Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried. I love Amanda Seyfried. I hope she's not canceled. Maybe she is. I don't know anymore. But I do love Amanda Seyfried. Um, the movie itself... I think the premise of it is so good. However, I think the execution could have been exponentially better. So first thing, right, it does ask you a lot of questions. There are a lot of feelings that you have afterwards. I mean, I think a lot of it is so similar to today's day. I know it sounds like a dystopian futuristic movie. That's kind of how it's categorized. But take out the time and replace it with money, and it's the same thing. There's even studies that show that people in higher socioeconomic statuses, they have higher life expectancies, oftentimes as much as 9 to 12 years, which is insane, probably due to having less cortisol in their system, regularly having time for exercise, living in less polluted areas, better nutritional intake. Like, there's a lot of reasons. I think even just the sheer physical stress of not being paycheck to paycheck could probably extend your lifespan by a lot. And so... It's very interesting that a lot of these are nuanced, but it is today. It feels like the future, but at the same time, it feels like today. And it's kind of this feeling of like, wait, what is going on? Is that how it's supposed to make you feel? Yeah, I love it. It's giving me like... uh, Black Mirror. Black Mirror and uh, the game. What's the game? Hunger Game. Yes. Like giving me a lot of, yes. it's just a world of, wow. Yeah, I think it's also like a class study. Like we're yes. all just buying time. I mean, truly, when you go to work, you're buying money and time. Like it's the same concept. You're trading in your time for resources. I see so much potential yeah. with this movie. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I love the movie. I love the concept. It was great, but the execution could have been better. I wish someone had explored the theme a little bit better. I think seeing how the world started and transitioned into this would have been fascinating instead of the cheap trope of, I don't even have time to think about it. Mm. You know, I, I, I wonder if it's because the world found out how to stop genetically aging, which meant that mm. everyone could be immortal, but that would lead to massive overpopulation. Mm. Maybe we could get a flashback into what happened with that massive overpopulation. Oof, so good. Yes. Before this system was brought into place. So good. Like, how are people chipped when they're born at the hospital? What if there is a subplot of somebody who wasn't born at a hospital and they don't have a time clock? Oh, they're old. Yeah. Oh, wow. Or maybe oh, they yeah. don't That's age, they saying. just like, don't have a time clock. You say there's eight groups, right? Yeah. What if they're just being studied yes. or whatever? Yeah, what if there's a world yes. outside people who's living normal life? Yeah. Oh, so good. And this is a study of like, is immortality good or not? Yeah. What happens when to humans have access to yeah. immortality? Wow. So I wish just, you know, turning all of these things into bigger questions and subplots. I think that this type of concept, in my head at least, would have done really well as like a series of sorts rather than a one-off movie. I do think that the dialogue in the movie was a little bit cheap. (laughs) There were times where I'm like, really? Like that? I don't know if I would say that if I was in that situation. I mean, I just want to know all of these questions. It's so Fascinating. And why I want to know. Why isn't there a sequel? Like, why isn't right. there a sequel? It's so good. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like it. Oh, really? Because of this very reason, too. Oh. Uh, yeah. Or maybe you can create a sequel. 
Maybe you just yeah. come up with a sequel. I just start doing it. <laughs> just start doing it. It's so good. Whatever you just yeah. said, just now. And then, like, also knowing the other lives of the other districts, kind of like Hunger Games.、Uh-huh. I think Hunger、yes. Games was really good at giving you insight on what each district was doing, and it made the、yes. whole universe、yes. feel full and complete to a degree. Exactly. Exactly. What about two districts falling in love?、Mm. District number two falling in love with the district number five. Oh, it、mm-hmm. is hot.、Huh? This is number eight and number、mm-hmm. one falling in love.、Uh, many Hunger Games have fights for time.、Mm-hmm. That's the entertainment. I pass the question to you. What would you do if you were running out of time and you could see it? I would shit my pants. Would you guys want this? If you could have a clock on your wrist. That's you what want I wanted, right? I、yes. want to be able to see like if I'm reminded every day how、mm-hmm. much time I have left. But I also. Imagine probably by the end of it, like this guy, who only has one day left. You know, it's kind of I don't know. How would you react? I only have one year left. I think if I just, saw, are you just constantly living in like a sad state of mind? Yes. So now let's not say that time is money, but what if your time could increase and decrease by your life choices?、Mm-hmm. I think that would drive me even crazier. Yeah. Because then I feel like I would never be able to live a fulfilling life. I would never stay up late. I would never eat unhealthy and eat some random stuff that I want because I would see my time decrease. Like I eat a bag of hot Cheetos, my time decreases.、Mm-hmm. So I would literally live such a boring, structured life for the rest of my life. And for what? <laughs> like, how would you guys live your life? Let me know in the comments. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's video. This one, the movie was a doozy. Let me know what are your thoughts. Like, don't you wish that there was more? I wish there was more. But I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.